So this morning, right before uh, the confirmation, this morning, I had a baptism. Today's like my full sacrament day. The baptism, we've got confirmations for communions. Right after this, I have a wedding and then the evening mass. It's a cool day. Okay, but I had a baptism this morning of a two-week-old baby. Right? And so who can tell me? So kiddos, we baptized that baby today, and today you're going to be confirmed. What, what's happening today at confirmation that's related to baptism? What, how is it related? Okay, you're renewing your baptismal promises, and that happens, right, for all of us as adults sometimes, but there's something else. What else is happening in relation to, to baptism? Okay, we're receiving the Holy Spirit in a special way. How does that relate to baptism? Good. So we're strengthening and the grace is a baptism. So the day you were baptized, so adults, confirmation is a Latin word that means to strengthen. And so the grace that God poured into the souls of these children when they were baptized is going to be strengthened to its fullness today. So we were all baptized, and on our journey, we become strengthened or confirmed in those graces. Okay, sponsors. This is an easy one. You need to start one for sponsors. I told the sponsors my questions for them would be hard. The sponsor, what was the first name for Christianity? Way. That's correct. So before we were called Christians, Christianity was called the Way. And parents, you know this. Sponsors, you know this. Today, these children, today is not graduation. Today, these children are strengthened to walk on the way with Christ. Okay, so, the, so today you guys were talking about the strength of baptism. So in the Old Testament, there wasn't a baptism, but in the Exodus story, the Jews had something that was kind of like baptism. It had to do with water. What happened to the Jews in the Exodus story with water? What is it like? Very good. The parting of the Red Sea. So the Red Sea is like baptism. Okay, one more question for the kiddos when it comes to the sponsors. When is the time that God poured out the Holy Spirit on the church? When was that? Pentecost. Okay, sponsors. When is the first time Pentecost is mentioned in the Bible? Okay, I'm looking for a book and a chapter. And you're not allowed to answer any more questions. Can you? Acts 2, that's what I was hoping you were saying. You would say, incorrect. <laughs> and here's what I want to lead to today. Pentecost, it does happen in Acts 2, but Pentecost is not a Christian feast first. It's a Jewish feast. And so, originally, the first time the feast of Pentecost happened in the Bible is Leviticus chapter 23. And I know you all knew that. <laughs> right, I know you're in the back going, just ask me. Leviticus 23, that's the answer. Here's what I want to get to. And this is the sim two simple points today for the rest of our homily. First one is this. And, and let's ask one more question. Kiddos, do you know what do the Jews celebrate when they celebrate the Feast of Pentecost? This is a really hard question. Not a lot of you guys too many questions. <laughs> Anybody any guesses? It's also called the Feast of Weeks in Judaism. Should we ask the clergy? Yeah? yeah. All right, clergy, what is, 
What did you celebrate on the Feast of Weeks? Okay, very good. Deacon Patrick, you're receiving a lot. So the, the Feast of Weeks is where Jews celebrate God gave a lot. And here's what I want to bring to all of us today. As you and I walk on the journey, here's what the New Testament is emphatic about. The pouring out of the Holy Spirit is given on the Feast of Pentecost in the life of the church. And what this is all about, brothers and sisters, is the keeping of the law. And here's why. The New Testament teaches us that if you want to keep God's law on your own power, it's way too hard. If you're anything like me, if you have tried to keep God's law, you have tried to love him with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength, you have tried to love your neighbor as yourself, you may even try to do what Jesus commands us to do and to love your enemies. But you're not strong enough. You can't do it. What Pentecost teaches us, and St. Paul loves to preach about this in the New Testament and write about this, is that the only way you and I can keep God's law is if the fire of his spirit lives in our hearts. Christianity is not about the law. The law is good, but Christianity is not about the law. Christianity is about the love of God that has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And adults, these kiddos, I see them every week. And they don't just know this, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They don't just know the Ten Commandments. They love God. And that's what it means to be a Christian. To be a Christian means that the Spirit of God dwells in your soul. You know that you have been loved by Him in a way that is beyond all imagining. And His Spirit empowers us to love Him in a way that we never could have otherwise. This is what Christianity is about. And as you raise your children's sponsors, you know this, as we raise these children as Christians, the most powerful thing that you and I can ever do is not to have all the answers, it's to let God transform us so that we love Him the way they do right now. And if you do that, if we do that as a community, that is the best thing we can ever give these children. Alright, so kiddos, so in the Old Testament, the Jews are walking. Where are they going when they leave Egypt? Where are they on their way to? Uh, who has the answer to the question? Jackson, where are they going? When they leave Egypt, where are they going to? The promised land. See, that's good. Very good. So they're on their way to the promised land. Right? Okay, adults, what's our promised land? Heaven, right? You and I are on our way to heaven. Alright, kiddos, so 
uh, the Jews, they're walking to heaven, and they, they take 40 years, and they walk into the promised land. The Jews are walking to Israel, the promised land. It takes them 40 years, right? What did they eat on their way to the promised land? Um, what do they eat? Manna. All right, adults, what does manna mean in Hebrew? It means what is it? I was hoping you would get it wrong. That's correct. All right. And I wanted to give you, I think you thought I was going to ask what's our man is, but that's too easy. All right. Last question. Kenneth, what's our, what is like, what's our bread from heaven? What is our bread from heaven? What is it? What are you going to receive today besides confirmation? Jesus, right? Jesus is our bread from heaven. Adults, this is what it means to be a Christian. To be a Christian means we love him with our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength because he loved us first. And on our journey, on our walk, God pours the love of his Holy Spirit into our hearts because it's hard. It's hard to walk as a Christian. And on that journey towards our promised land of heaven, God gives us the true bread from heaven, which is the Eucharist. Amazing. Kiddos, we expect big things from you. God is going to walk with you on your journey to the promised land, to heaven. And as you go, you have to learn to ask the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, it's really hard. Father, preaching, Father Brian's preaching long today. Help me to love him anyways. Your Holy Spirit, right? Strengthen me. And also, you guys are receiving the bread of life, the very body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. This is our very greatest gift. Jesus, today, Lord, pour out an amazing abundance on these children that they may love you with the fire of divine love. Jesus, strengthen them and protect them against the attacks of the evil one. Feed them with the bread of life on their journey. Jesus, today, may every one of us be drawn closer to you.